Messy Mon- Messy Mondays. You're live. Welcome back, back to Messy Mondays, guys. Your girl, Mario. Hey, everybody, it's another episode of Messy Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Episode number 53. 53. I know we took a little break. You know, like, we need moments to absorb and get new content. I realized, and I wrote this yesterday on Twitter, I have been literally overwhelmed with content, with people, with music, with things. And so having a little moment in between episode is really good because we get to soak up more. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have real lives outside of this too. So we sometimes have to take care of our responsibilities. And we also don't want to do rush jobs, especially when we have great opportunities like tonight's episode where we're going to have just a little bit, just to not spoil it, we are going to have something of a person of quality. So you want to make sure to give them the right time and give the right introduction to a person that deserves it. Of course, of course. And that's, you know, taking your time when it comes to content makes better content and has gives gives people something more to look forward to, more appreciative of things. You absorb things in a different manner. Um, and lately, I just feel super inundated with just content of people and things. I think I might need to delete my social media. That's another subject. Check this out. So I was listening to this really awesome uh, YouTube video about doing a actual cleanse and how you should disconnect for an entire day. And when I mean disconnect, I mean like not even take a phone call, not take a text message, not go on social media, not eat any solid foods, literally meditate the whole day, don't watch television, like just do a cleanse within your brain and just recharge. And I think I am there. So I get what you're saying about there's been a lot going on and there's been a lot of shit coming from all kinds of directions. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the California fires, you're like, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? (sighs) And then on the other end, you know, then you have social media trash and then you hear, you know, about Diddy's ex passing. Like there's so many just things coming at you at the same time. And I know that to everybody that may not be impactful, but for our community, these are all things that you're like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it shifts you. And like, sometimes you kind of just need a moment. No, of course. And you mentioned like Diddy's, um, a lifelong partner as you know as they called each other like that i was like okay that's heavy you know and the next the fire was another heavy because i'm checking up on family members who are near and have air quality issues and all these things and then it's like all these other yeah you're right like all the things that and i don't even have cable to watch the news guys so just imagine if i had cable on top of it and watching the news would have been another added factor of all this just like heaviness so disconnecting i think might be a good plan for sometime next week maybe one or two days i gotta let my mom know in advance because she'll have a panic attack (laughs) or my parents but in actuality there's a lot like a separation from things missing i've always said like missing someone or missing something makes you love it more or love them more and sometimes i we even need that with the things that we do in our daily basis yeah absence makes the heart grow fonder yes yes for sure. So that's just how I'm, not to be a downer on today's episode, but that's just how I'm feeling, how to express, you know, and this is a, this is a platform for me to express my feelings and thoughts. Absolutely. <laughs> now, um, we do want to thank everyone who listened to episode number 52. We really appreciate the support. Uh, thank you for those who chimed in in our messy questions and who are always very active in participating in the things that we post on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we appreciate those of you who've taken the time to visit our actual website at MessyMondaysPodcast.com. And we appreciate everyone who takes the time to visit us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to get those notifications and make sure to just support a local podcast. We really appreciate it. Yes, for sure. And today's episode, we're going to continue on the content aspect and the conversation of content because I've come across an Instagram that is like bright of colors, beautiful, (laughs) and content worthy, something to absorb. Um, And so we have a special guest who's going to join us. Her Instagram page is Pretty in Pigment, which I think is absolutely adorable. And we're going to have, she's going to join us in just a moment. And the best part of it all, guys, she's actually in Seattle, Washington. How awesome. We have another person from Seattle. What is it that you guys call Washingtonians? 
Washingtonians. Yes. <laughs> okay. We are not Washingtonians now. But um, she is definitely a Miamian, right? No, that's not a word. No, it's not. But she's from Florida somehow. <laughs> she's from, she's from Florida as well, and we're definitely gonna have a great conversation about content, about the transition from Florida to here. I mean, I've shared my experience. I've never met someone else here who is from where I'm from, so that feels kind of great. That's really appreciated. So we're just gonna give her a moment to join us. Yes, she's a lifestyle blogger. Um, she has a great personality. So if you guys, while we're waiting, go ahead and look her up. Pretty in Pigment is her actual handle. No spaces, no underscores, just spelled correctly. Um, really cool, really vibrant young lady from what I see. Yeah, and I was thinking about Instagram names the other day. And I try to come up for a second one for like person, like other business aspects. It's really hard out there. People play games and start taking away your Instagram <laughs> type, uh, names and captions. So if you can lock one in, lock it in, people. Absolutely. And you know how sometimes you go through like a different stage in your life and you want to change the name. It's like you don't want to ever have to change the name because it's like people know you as that. Like there's literally people that know you as your Instagram name. Like when you're walking down the street. They're like, oh, aren't you show me auntie? Like, it's literally like <laughs> people talk to you now. Like people recognize you, identify you as your Instagram name. So it's so major key, especially if you're a business, guys. Like you got to, the first thing you need to do when you get the name of your business is make that Instagram account ASAP with the name of your business. Make that Twitter account ASAP. Make sure they all match. They all align. Don't make it confusing. Make mm -hmm. it all the same thing. Make it uniform because that is so major key. It's so major key in, in modern day society, even though it sounds silly. But it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It, it, URL, URL links, GoDaddy.com. Like always, I always search one or two when I have an idea or a thought, just to see kind of like, should I kind of buy this and purchase it? I did purchase like two or three recently. So Ooh, someone's on their mogul status. Hey, Go hey. ahead. Don't get me out here racking my brain. I start coming up. <laughs> All of a sudden, I am inventing a ship. And this ship is going to sail. <laughs> it's going to make something happen. She is here. <laughs> Can you hear us okay? Yep. I had to go run and get uh, headphones that fit the little jack because, you know, the, the iPhone has that little auxiliary thing. So I was like running around looking for the right headphones. Oh, that's right. Isn't that the worst when you have Isn't like it annoying? <laughs> it really is. And I was just telling my husband, I'm like, I just bought this new laptop. They make you get the little cords, you know, with, with the little dongle thing. And then they make the laptop with the old insert. So I'm like, I can't win. It is how Apple gets us all. Like we are literally so good. Like we can go into a deep dive of how we're absorbed and suck into the world of Apple, no matter what. Yeah, every cord, every cord costs twenty dollars. Like you can't get around it. <laughs> My boyfriend always makes fun of me because he's like, "Yo, you're a member of the Apple Church. Like it's like a cult, and they <laughs> suck you in, and there's no way out. And like you guys all praise this thing. Like it's ridiculous. It pretty it's much true, is. Though. It is." Like a new iPhone is exact same thing as my seven. I just want to make that clear. But <laughs> everyone has a ten, and I just want it to make a memoji because I want to see what my memoji wants looks like. No, but I have the I have the Max, the ten, the Max, whatever. Uh -huh. Oh, nice. Honestly, I like it because the screen is so big, and once you have a big screen, you never want to go back. Like it's have, just unbelievable. I have small hands. I can't. It is. It's like hard to hold, but like the the way you can view content is really amazing. Like, what about your really... pockets? Do you have a hard time getting in your pockets and stuff? Um, my front pockets, yes, but not my back pockets. But exactly. it's the type of thing that it's worth the sacrifice, in my opinion. Especially since you know we're in this world of like creating content. Right. Like you're constantly on your phone, so you want something that doesn't make it difficult for you to see how it really looks. And then of course the camera is a great quality. So that's true. It is. It really is. I guess it's an investment. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. And then I want to just ask you a quick question. Your name is, the pronunciation of your name is Sally, correct? Sally. Sally Lee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. We okay. were like in the middle of talking about Benny for oh. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe she can tell you where to find um, Benny. 
Oh my God. Actually, like that is my biggest struggle living in like this area is like that none of the food that I'm used to eating is here. Like, like nothing. Like it's sometimes even getting like Sazon Goya is like a life mission. And really? it's horrible. That was like a product that's in every supermarket. No. <laughs> no way. Okay. I, think, I think people think I'm joking when I say, I was like, mom, there's no Goya. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, when I tell you that there is like the aisle of Goya is just this right here. And it's like at the whole bottom. And you're like, that's just dry beans. What else do you, there's nothing. And most of it is like, most of it is like Mexican ingredients also. Yeah. So you're kind of like, I don't want to have Mexican every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's completely off for me. Yeah, and it's funny because when you ask people, they'll be like, oh, but there's a Spanish food section. And it's like, like no disrespect, but like Mexican food and Caribbean food are two very different types of food, really different ingredients. The shit that I need is not there. Like <laughs> 100%. When I went to Colorado, I had to explain that to someone. I'm like, no, this isn't the type of Spanish food I consume. Like, right. is, thank you, but this is not, this is not what we eat. Yeah. My mom, literally, I have two bottles of Dominican oregano. And people don't understand that the Dominican oregano is so vastly different than just a regular ass oregano. And my friends would be like, why does this taste so great and so different? And I was like, the oregano, because- It's crushed it's, differently. It's completely everything different. It's just mm -hmm. a vast difference. But now that we have sound, <laughs> now we can officially start our interview with our amazing special guests and you know messy mondays we love to have special guests it's a huge part of why we do this we love to have conversations and talk about things and learn and talk to people who are interesting and this young lady that's on our actual podcast tonight is beyond interesting because she is also a transplant she is now living in seattle originally from miami very much like marley and she <laughs> also has an amazing bright personality that's filled with color, filled with joy, and filled with happiness. That's the first thing I felt as soon as I looked at her page. Make <laughs> sure to check it out. And we're gonna formally introduce, because we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, our one and only special blogger, amazing fashionista that has been doing her thing and doing fashion shows for her cousins when she was a little girl. Yes, the one and only, what is it, pigment? <laughs> Pretty, <laughs> Pretty, Pretty pigment. There you go. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I, that intro was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we had you deserve it, girl, because you've been patient with us, so you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Tell us more about yourself. Introduce yourself to the world, to the podcasters, to all the listeners, and those people at home also on YouTube. So my name is Siley and my blog, my, my online persona is Pretty in Pigment. I started about nine years ago and I started doing it when I lived in New York. I, I lived there briefly. Um, and basically I was looking for like a creative outlet and like something to do. So I was like, let me start a blog. And I've had other blogs in the past, but it was like, those were more like diaries. So this one was like a way for me to share makeup tips and things like that. I was getting really into makeup and like looking at other bloggers that did makeup posts and whatnot so I decided to give it a try and when I look back at like my first blog post they're they're terrifying but <laughs> they were really organic and whatnot and you know through the years um, I got more involved with like the blogging community um, moved back to Florida and you know kind of got involved with more people and started challenging my content I originally wanted to start off as a fashion blogger but I was intimidated at first to do that I didn't feel that I had the right look to be a fashion blogger so I started off with makeup and then one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to do the fashion thing. That's what I really like. And through the years, it's evolved. There's some fashion, there's some makeup, there's DIY, you know, just it's pretty lifestyle, everything that I enjoy. But what I really rooted it all around is color, because that's something that I'm passionate about. So whether it's a fashion post, a makeup look or a, a project or tutorial, you can always expect to see a lot of color in my content. And I love the color. I don't know if I told you that, like just <laughs> the moment you log onto your page is just it's a full burst of all these colors that is just bright. And my first question is, how do you find color in Seattle? And I know everyone's going to ask that. I know the honest truth that it's not. And I, I talk about weather often when we're on here, by the way, because <laughs> I get stressed out about weather sometimes. But how do you find, we know Seattle as Seattle gray, right? 
people, Grey's Anatomy is the attachment to it. That's what they call it that. So how do you find brightness and color in a city like Seattle when like the winters are rough? I have to be honest, I needed this creative outlet to get through the winters. I mean, I've like I said, I've always considered myself to be colorful, but I never thought of it as like my brand until I moved here because when I moved here, there was a part of me that was like like the whole twilight, uh, 50 shades <laughs> of gray, like that intrigued me and interested me, but a couple months into it, you're just depressed. Like that pretty the pretty idea of these rainy days goes away and you're just like, so I used my interest in color and I was like, you know, I want to share that and and I need that to keep myself happy and I think it'll help other people. And one thing that I noticed too living here is that you become like a reflection of the grayness. So everybody's just wearing gray. Everybody looks gray. Like everything just feels like it needs a little bit of sunshine. So my kind of goal is to help find that. And sometimes it's hard. I'm not even going to lie, like uh, curating content for my feed and to keep it so colorful requires a lot of planning. Um, so, you know, it's finding, you know, colorful walls and things like that, planning on days that the weather is nice. Um, sometimes the weather's not great and I can't control, you know, exact area where I'm shooting. So I bring in all that color within my outfit if it's not in like the background or whatnot. But I've just really made it a goal to try to find color anywhere and wherever I can in this city. And sometimes you have to look hard. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let's start from the basics. Why did you move to Seattle? Especially, I mean, we all know that Marley moved there and she moved there professionally. What was the reason why you moved to Seattle? So I, I lived in New York for two years and I moved back to Florida. And in that time, um, my husband, my now husband and I started dating and I knew I didn't want to stay in Florida. I, I love Florida, but I wanted weather, you know, I wanted seasons and things like that. And New York is just not his pace. It's too fast for him. So when we started like exploring different cities to live in, Seattle was just a city that we felt brought something for both of us. He could have nature and outdoors and I could have, you know, a city feel and, and still do things like that. There was also a lot of opportunities for work for both of us. So, you know, it was just kind of when we went down the list of things we need in life, this was the one that we were able to compromise the most on. But I, and, and I didn't realize how the gray affects, affects somebody until I actually moved here. Like, I know people told me that people were like, Oh, are you? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? But a year after you're like, okay, now I know why they say these things. <laughs> they tell you the worst things possible about the city before moving here. I got told, like, and I think, Diana, you were there where people were like, you know, it's like the number one suicide. I was like, why? I know. That's what everybody loves to say about Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, you want better for me. Like, why are we? That's the first fun fact you want to give me about Seattle. Give me something else. It's the first of Starbucks. Give me something. So it's true. Like, you don't really know it until you're here. But it's not as bad as people make yeah. it either. I think pe like I, people have a real misconception, right? Don't you agree? Like, it's just a little misconception. They think like every day throughout the summer, I'm just hanging out in the rain. Right. <laughs> like there's like this huge misconception of it. And the winter is rough. Like, like there's like, let's just say like part of like December through part of February that can be rough. Like it's gray or whatnot. But I had this idea that it was going to be raining like 10 months out of the year because people will tell you that. And it's really not. I mean, it's more so that you have to adapt, that you're not going to get that real bright sunshine that you're used to in Florida. But the sun does come out. You do see the sky. Like, it's not... It's just, it's a change, you know, it's just two very different climates, but there are a lot of great things here. You know, there is a lot of interesting culture. There is a lot of cool art scene here, which I really enjoyed. And, you know, everybody talks to you about this thing called like the Seattle freeze, like nobody's going to be your friend. Nobody will talk to you. And I do think that it's a little different to navigate people here, but when you get to know people there, you meet really good people. Yeah, definitely agree. Have you made kind of connections and those kind of things within the scene of the blogger world? And I know the blogger world is a little bit more difficult sometimes to tiptoe and walk around sometimes depending on the person. So have you found yourself making those meaningful connections with people um, that are in the same realm of you and then who also feel like into your color life, right? Like I feel just from whatever we're exuding from you from social media. And I know that's not always what it is, but just from just talking to you, you're a bubbly, upbeat person. So have you found that within other people around out here too? Yeah, um, I think I've, you know, I've found a, an interesting mix of people. I think part of my move was wanting to find people that I, I identify with in this stage of my life. Um, I grew up, so I'm actually technically from West Palm Beach and I went to the same middle school, high school, elementary school with the same group of people. And I mean, I love 
love most of those people, don't get me wrong. But you know, it just, it gets to a point where I wanted to meet people that maybe had an interest in the things that who I am today, not who I was in third grade type of thing. So by moving and kind of meeting people in my current stage, I felt like I could do that. And I, I have made friends with bloggers. You know, I, there's a couple that I'm friends with. I definitely want to get more involved in the blogger community, but it's been a little different to navigate that community than in South Florida. Again, different types of personalities, but I have made it a point to reach out and get to know other women in creative spaces, whether they're writers, whether they're visual content creators, you know, just different types of creative women. And there is a really strong community of creative women doing really cool stuff here. That's really awesome. I feel like it's very important to kind of hang out and interact with like-minded people because at times it makes the weirdness not seem weird anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like sometimes you're an idea person and you think of things and you want to make things happen. And it's like when you hang out with people that are not like that, it sounds like you're like a little nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like it's important to like be around that type of energy that keeps fostering and encouraging you to come up with great ideas. And I think that's really awesome that you found that in Seattle. And especially now that you met Marley. Yes. Met <laughs> that's kind of yeah. into like that whole wavelength that you're into. So that's really cool. And I know that it's really challenging to kind of start over in a new city. Um, and I know how difficult it is because I'm from New York originally. And it was really, in the beginning, it was really hard to like make friends and to like kind of slow down or like not be funny with your accent. Like everybody used to always make fun of my accent. And I had to get to the point that I had to learn how to control it because I hated that the first thing that people said was like, oh my God, your accent is so thick. So it's like, you kind of don't want to be identified as that anymore. You want to be identified as an individual. So it's like, it's a really big transition. And I commend both of you guys for kind of taking a risk and going out there and going to a culture that's very different from ours, especially you two, because you two are Latina. And, you know, it's different. Like we, we have a different type of a spice to us, a different type of a flair, especially Caribbean Latinas. Like we're just... We have this thing about us that we'll tell you to your face, like, yo, I don't like that. And like, everybody's <laughs> like, <laughs> you rude. No, I will say we, we are a little bit more harsh, especially we're East Coast people. So we're East Coast yeah. Latinas from like Caribbean islands. And so we are expecting and feeling so much different things. And people are like, I don't understand. I'd be like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, I, this is this hand movement is me. This, you know, this talk is me. And sometimes people don't grasp that but this is a very big learning curve this city but i love it there's something about it i tell people like you have to come out here to actually see why we enjoy it and actually love it and why we actually want to kind of be here so <laughs> totally I, I i agree with everything on that i think you know it, there is a bit of a challenge like you said with being latina coming from communities where you know you're speaking spanglish to people and that's just normal you know you can get loud yes. with someone and that's just how you are like you know nobody but especially here people are more reserved and they could be a little bit more passive and stuff so you look really harsh and abrasive sometimes and and that's one of the challenges but there aside from that there is just a lot of really great things about the city and and for for me, one of the really big things that I enjoy is just being so close to nature, being close to the mountains and waterfalls and these really beautiful things that, you know, I didn't grow up around. So they feel really exciting and just kind of every time you see that, like, you know, every time I see Mount Rainier when I'm like driving, like I'll, traffic is horrendous here, but I'll stop for that moment and just say like, damn, like I'm really lucky to live by this amazing mountain that if it erupted, it would kill me, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> Diana, I can't wait for you to come here. You can see that mountain. Cause every day you'll say you're like, oh, that's why I live in this bitch. Like that shit is gorgeous. No, it's I beautiful. totally get it. Like here is such a flat state and it's like, you don't see nothing but traffic and like a mess of people. So it's like when you actually get to see nature, like living outside of you, I think it is amazing. That's what I like about the West Coast in period. The West Coast has such a beautiful backdrop everywhere you go that it makes the quality. You know, I don't think people understand what that means until you actually are there. And yeah. you're like, wow, like this is real life. This is like nature. Like this is earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what <Like>, the world? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and the cool thing too is, is like I think that that's why people on the West Coast are so much more laid back and stuff. And and that's something I really appreciate. Like, you know, people, it's like if it doesn't get done today, it's okay, it'll get done tomorrow. Where the East Coast, it's it's like it should have been done yesterday. Like you're cranking all the time. People here, like when I first moved here, I thought everybody was high all the time. <laughs> Everybody's just chill, they'll get there when they get there. There's like no rush for nothing. Even like my boss and stuff, she's like, Oh, you know, you can take your time on that. And I'm like, what? Like in, <laughs> like in Florida, like I should have been done with that, you know, three weeks ago. And yeah. so the change of pace is nice. Like, you know, I've, it took me a little bit to understand like, okay, it's good to slow down, but I think overall for my well being, it's been really good. And, and I've, and I've noticed that people here really support you taking you time, like, you know, go at your pace and stuff where I think on the East coast, because we're used to operating like that, like there is no respect for self care or, or needing your time or to move at your pace. I love that. I love that thought of self-care and taking care of yourself. And that is really a big component because you can find a wellness doctor. You can find, um, what is it? A, I can't even pronounce it, so I'll skip it. But it's like, you know, those doctors that just focus on like um, kind of on the on the wellness of everyone. Um, and they don't take, talk about medicine. The first conversation is about drugs. They're not going to throw that on you. It's very like much a big approach. Like it's fully holistic approach to doctors, and I can't remember the name right now, but that's really well known around here and easy to find. And the naturopaths. Yes. <laughs> like it's just very simple to find. Like it's the first thing that comes up before a regular doctor will come up in most cases. Wow, um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. So I want it's like I'm looking at your back wall, by the way, <laughs> and I think we've all noticed it's beautiful as it is. But tell yes, us more about super the cute. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all my hats. <laughs> yes. So tell us more about your fashion. Tell us more about like what's your go-to, kind of what's your style, what kind of direction. Because um, especially because you show a lot of the colors are in your clothing. Yes. So tell us more about that. So colorful clothing, um, it, like I said, it's been a part of my transition. I've always considered myself to be really colorful and I'm a fairly bright and bubbly person by nature. Um, but, you know, what I tried to do is there's a level of me that used to not feel comfortable wearing a lot of color. And I think that comes from growing up Latina. You know, I'm a bigger girl. And a lot of times you're kind of raised to thinking like, oh, you got to dress in black. You got to wear things that are more slimming. You got to. And that was kind of like an ideal. So there, even though I really liked color and I considered myself to somebody that would, you know, kind of dress out of the box or whatnot, there was times in my life where I felt that I had to you know, repress that feeling because it wasn't, I was told differently or like my mom or my grandma or whatever. So part of my like explosion of color and fashion came from me finding a place of self-acceptance with who I am, both within my body and my personality and, and accepting that, you know, I'm a bit out of the box in the way that I dress, I, you know, as a creative, I, that, that energy comes out in, in my fashion. So learning to embrace that and accept it. And, you know, it's kind of been something that's grown. Um, I, I do like all colors and it's not that I don't wear, you know, black or brown or darker colors like that, but bright colors just make me feel really good. And I find that, you know, I, I just kind of find fashion to be a way for me to express my emotions. But it's also if I'm in a time where I'm not feeling it, like I'm in a funk or whatever, I go to my closet as a way to kind of say like, okay, like, you have to start dressing to to kind of get to a place of where you want to feel. So if I if I find that I'm like dressing like I'm going to a funeral and it's not because I'm actually going to a funeral <laughs> and it's because I'm actually kind of like feeling like in a slump kind of thing, then I'm like, all right, like start putting those colorful outfits together, like start bringing that. And it really helps me shift perspective and my energy. And one of the really cool things that I had no idea about is that it's affected the people around me. Like people look forward to seeing my colorful clothing or they're like, oh my God, your outfits, they're just so bright. Your, your Instagram is so cheerful. So as selfish as it sounds, like I did this for me, like because it helped me, but it's inspired me to see that it helps other people too. So now I feel like I have an obligation to, to kind of keep helping people through color and through doing something I really enjoy. That's really beautiful. Honestly, that's so beautiful. And I mean that because I get what you're saying and I can relate to that. I learned this from my grandmother. My grandmother's 86 years old and she still wears heels, by the way, ladies. <laughs> Do not get it twisted, okay? <laughs> so like she is one of those women that she was always beautiful and she was an extrovert and she used to like to dance and she likes to talk about those days that she used to like impress everybody. You know, like she's one of those people, that's, that's who she is inside, that's never gonna die. And she always taught me like, if you feel down, mija, ponte, ponte un traje, ponte bonita, 
ponte el makeup. Tú me entiendes? Like, she taught me that, like, don't get to the point that you start to deteriorate. You got to bring yourself out of it. You got you to gotta put the outfit on. You got to look good. And I agree with you 100%. Size has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Because I'm one of those people that I have been very big. I have lost a lot of weight. I've been in all sides of the spectrum. And I've never not dressed well. Size has nothing to do with how you look and how you dress and how you put things together. And I think it's amazing that you're giving inspiration to a lot of women that are plus size that always just want to hide because you're like insecure about your body and you're actually the opposite of that. And you're like, I want to stand out. Yeah. I want to be seen and I want to bring that energy. And that's beautiful. I really is. That's an amazing thing. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, like, I have to, in all honesty, like every time I get dressed doesn't mean that I feel great and confident. It's, it's been a way for me to work through that. Like, you know, it's, it's been like my own therapy of, you know, some insecurities like, oh, well you can't wear that because stripes make you look bigger or whatever. Like just accepting, like, you know, some outfits might make me look bigger. Some might make me look skinnier, but I'm not doing this for a uh, looking 10 or 20 pounds lighter or heavier or whatever. I'm doing it because the outfit makes me feel good. And just changing that perspective of how I dressed to dress more of a way that feels good versus what the next person's going to think. Um, I think it's been a big thing for me. And again, something I work with every day. And I just kind of hope that other women will understand that and, and get inspired to do the same. Of course, I actually wore my, I'm on the stripe thing. Just this summer, we had a little get together and I wore like my first striped dress that's like in the closet. <laughs> and I was like, I usually, everything is very like neutral colors, very kind of more form fitting or it doesn't have stripes, but it's colorful in its own way. And I wore my first striped dress and I was like, I kind of like this. And like, I picked it up because I liked it, but I felt fine in it. Like I didn't bring myself down about it or think about the rules of fashion when it comes to certain things, right? Like you don't wear, big women don't wear stripes, you know, horizontal, up and down, whatever, you know, don't wear black after these certain things. So I, that's why I think I gravitate a lot to your, your Instagram page and things like that, because just seeing you kind of go with all the, with any kind of formalities, just kind of making things that happen work, like, you know, kind of things work, um, is very beautiful and insightful to see. Thank you. And I love your collection of hats, so. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, I have like all these hats. I love hats and it's funny because I love hats. I should wear them more often than I do, but part of me like just kind of collects them and I do wear them, but not as often as I do. My, every time I buy another hat, my husband's like, what is that for the wall? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, not really. I just really like this hat. But yes, I, I'm i just a hat person. My grandfather wore a hat his whole life, and I think that's where I got it from. Oh, the Cuban, the Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. I mean, how much closet space does your husband actually get at the house? Uh, he doesn't really He doesn't really get much closet space. He gets the garage. <laughs> that's the compromise. <laughs> he has um, one closet, and we have a house that's a lot bigger than what we'll ever need. And I have... I have three closets plus like I alternate like winter clothes and summer clothes in like bins under the bed. So there's, I have way too much clothes, but when you start to like get into this whole like colorful clothing thing, I feel like you start almost like clothing hoarding because I'm always thinking about like color combinations, like, Oh, orange and pink would look so cool. What about yellow and emerald? And, and I just start collecting stuff, but I also, you know, I sell stuff on Poshmark. Sometimes I donate clothes and stuff. So I, I try not to actually be an actual hoarder. Although some <laughs> people, my husband might disagree. <laughs> I mean, you're a thrift shopper too, right? Yes. I love to thrift. Okay, so tell me about this because I'm gonna tell you my experience. I recently was just walking um, down Calle Ocho, literally yesterday, and I stopped by Goodwill because this is the most organized Goodwill I've ever been to. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, this is like a department store. It's so nice. And when I was in there, there was a lot of young ladies that were like super funky and like wearing awesome outfits. And like, I saw them picking out these really great pieces. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, this is where girls that are really into fashion actually get a lot of gems because they get donations from like these super old people that just cleaned out their closet or God forbid passed away. And they just have all these great vintage pieces and earrings and like all this awesome stuff. So I was thinking to myself, wow, if I had the patience to actually come here and like look through things, you know what I mean? Like what advice do you give? Like what is the best type of thrift shop that you can go to get some really awesome items? So I think there's two things here. Um, if you're looking for like these thrifted kind of gems, you can go to Goodwill and like find them yourself, like digging through those racks and looking for them. And for me, I enjoy that. Like 
there's something therapeutic about that. Like for me, the ultimate like day off, especially like if I can get like some random like Tuesday off or something like that when like there's not a lot of people out is like going to like a couple of my favorite like Goodwills or like thrift stores and just chilling, you know, having a coffee in my hand and just going through those racks looking for these gems and treasures. And one thing that I have to say is unless it's hard to go to a thrift store looking for something like yellow pants or something so specific, I kind of let the clothing pick me as, as silly as that sounds like I'm kind of looking through the racks. And like, if I see something that speaks to me, like that's how I shop when I thrift, like I'm, I hardly ever go with something in mind. Um, so that's kind of one thing. Now, if you don't want to do all that work, like, and, and take that element out of it, you can go to vintage shops and the vintage shops have a more of like a curated collection. You are going to pay for that, you know, because, somebody picked through the stuff at Goodwill for you basically um also I found like a lot of like Instagram pages of people that have like Etsy shops that you know they sell like resell items and stuff like that so lately I have found myself like thrift shopping via the internet um I prefer to thrift shop in person just because like I said it's a process that I really enjoy I get like a high from finding like an item that I really love and it's crazy because I have i I have a lot of different clothes and the clothes that like means the most to me is some of these thrifted pieces. Like, you know, um, we have something here called the glitter sale that the Seattle Goodwill does. And it's this really amazing event. Um, they do it once a year. It benefits their job trainings program. And basically like they curate their best stuff all year long, especially like sparkly things, gowns and coats, designer pieces or whatnot. And it's like one week in a year, you have to get tickets. People line up at midnight to get their mm -hmm. ticket. Yeah, it's crazy. And and then basically you get to shop. And I was fortunate to get to get a, a early shopping as a blogger, like to kind of preview and share it. I got a red faux fur coat, two vintage dresses and this like suede draped yellow coat all for $70. Like wow. all four things. That's awesome. Yeah. So and then to me, like that made me happier than than things that I buy for more money, like off the rack or whatever, because it, there's like a hunt to it. So, you know, just kind of deciding if you're for the hunt, do the goodwill thing. If you like the pieces and just the style, then, you know, spend a little more money and go through a curated vintage shop so you don't have to do the, the work. I've never, I never knew about the curated vintage part. And I feel sometimes I've been to Goodwill and here you have to go to Goodwills in different areas and different locations. I've I'm learned a rich area girl. Seattle <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has a few of those areas. I will tell you that. Okay. So, I've learned, I, there's like one in South Lake Union that I saw the other day, just like the visual, I've never seen a Goodwill store with a front display. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted, so I was like, I need to go to that Goodwill. That's what, that's my kind of thing. Like, right. I just need to look what I say. That's awesome though. I've never knew about the glitter sale thing. That's really new. Yeah, it just happened last weekend and that's like a local thing. But you know, to what you just said about the different neighborhoods, that's like an amazing tip that you have there. Um, living in West Palm Beach, you know, being that close to Palm Beach Island, all the rich ladies. So in Florida, like my go-to spots, like I know them off the top of my head. And a lot of them are towards the neighborhoods of more well-off people. Absolutely. <laughs> I found Versace earrings once at the Salvation Army that oh I still God. wear to like very upscale events. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. And it's like, I like to wear my hair up. So like when you have a dramatic earring, it goes well, you know what I mean? So I always tell people like, do not sleep on the Salvation Army on Goodwill because you will find name brand things in there too. Yeah, it's you just you just have to be willing to go in there and look for stuff and and never having hard expectations because when you're least looking for something is when you find like the dopest stuff. Absolutely. That would be my problem. I'm always looking for something <laughs> specific. <laughs> I, I'm like, I know I'll come for a jacket and they'll be like, there's no jackets and I'll walk away. We're going to have to go thrifting. Yes, let's do that. We have to. We might have to make that our own little moment of just. Yeah, let's do it. I've had one friend who's tried to convince me, but her style is very hobo, like not yeah, boho kind of chic gold, uh, African. So she's looking for specific things for her house all the time, and I never get successful with anything. She's always winning. So maybe with you, I'll find something colorful, something cheery. Yeah. <laughs> That fur coat that you said, mm, I need one for out here. I just, yeah, I made that clear. I show it to you. I just, the only thing about vintage shopping and that is kind of like weird to me is like, you know, buying stuff and the having, not knowing who had it before. Don't me. remind me. And the cleaning part. And then like, here's where like my Latina superstition comes in. I start wondering if like, 
who owned that? Y si eso tiene un brujo o algo. Oh. <laughs> and then I don't need my mom will be telling me, she's like, no compra esas porquerías, que eso trae mala vida. That sounds like what my mom would say. No, oh, it's true, it's true. That's the type of things that your family tells you. Eso tú vas a traer esas cosas negativas a tu casa. Tú no sabes lo que esa gente te van haciendo. Y si mataron a esa gente, I'm like, what? But I was just trying not to think about stuff like that because I'll just hear like my mother and my grandmother in my ear about like, uy, uy. <laughs> no, it looks but, like we all have the same mothers. <laughs> like, don't do it. And I'm like, mom, but this is helping like keep things out of landfills and it's like reusing things. And she's like, olvídate de eso. Suficiente ropa en H&M. So, Yeah. That's definitely a quote straight out of my mother's mouth, for yeah. sure. <laughs> no, but I agree. And I think that it's really awesome that you even, I didn't even know that. I didn't, that's a great way to put it. Like you're keeping things out the trash. You know what I mean? Like there's like Americans throw away things that are in great condition all the time. I mean, all the time, like couches, you know, comforters. Like we, we get rid of stuff all the time. That really is awesome. Like, obviously we all know since we all lived here in South Florida at one point or another, that much like Seattle, we have a lot of vintage areas with bars and like Wynwood and like, they have like these really old school couches where you can hang out and chill. And it's like, they go to thrift shops to get this stuff, guys, the couches that you're hanging out on and, and having drinks on, like these couches come from thrift shops and it gives it like a really cool look and like a vibe, you know what I mean? But these people are buying stuff that are maybe third generation furniture. So it's like, it's around you in a lot more ways than you think. Yeah. And I think it's a generational thing too. Like I feel that our generation is more open to those ideas and, and we're a little more conscious about waste and whatnot. And also like just like wasting our money. Like if you could get something really cool, we also appreciate things that are more like, you know, one off like that couch, you know, you're probably not going to find a bunch of the same ones. So I think it's a little bit different, like where my mother and it maybe in my grandmother, maybe it's because they came to this country, you know, not having much. So there's a sense of pride of going to a store and physically buying something new, you know, like there's a there's a different relationship with that. So I think there's a part of that, you know, is is what makes us a little different as as we've evolved and you know being more Americanized type thing. I never thought about it in that way. You're right. Because our parents, my mom loves to go to a store and shop and come back and like look at this piece that I found for the house and like putting it up and where we do value something like reminds you of your grandmother and you find it at a vintage shop or somewhere and you want to put that up, you know? So I I, I like that, that that thought of it of where we have a different concept when it comes to money and our spending. Totally. Sure. Right. And you kind of want things to have personality. And it's like nowadays it's like people don't really even decorate their homes because they got it from a showroom. And it's like, oh, let me just get this entire set. Like now people like the identifying of I found this mirror and this mirror goes really well. And I found this great painting. Like it kind of gives you this uniqueness of who you are and what you want your home to look like. And, I, and I'm a fan of that as well. Yeah, it's like we all want to have our own little art gallery at our house, like our own little, very like specific little treasures that you've hunted for. Yeah, I have, I have a problem with house decor accessories, by the way. That is my biggest thing. I went to, have you ever heard of Cost World Plus? No, right? World, World Market. Market. Yeah. That, have you heard of that before, Diana? No, I don't think so. Girl, don't go in there. <laughs> you will come back with every little trinket, every little thing that you don't even need. I bought a skillet that's like this big. And I was like, oh, I'll start cooking portion sizes like this big. <laughs> and but, it was, an egg. but it was a cast iron skillet. And I was like, oh, I can take care of it. You know, you got to season it, whatever, whatever. And I was like, I'll take it. It was $7. Then I, the lady's like, oh, I'll give you a $20 coupon if you stay for 10 more minutes in the store and buy two more things. I said, sure. Ended up with like seven little items of unnecessary decor to fill up this house. So I'm a decor person of everything. Well, That's I think dangerous. that it's really interesting that you also are a DIY kind of person, which is really cool. I think that um, everyone doesn't have the patience to create things. I think that's part of the battle. Like, it's one of those things that, you know, how you watch those things on Facebook and you watch people create stuff and you're like, oh, my God, that's so interesting. But, like, I'm never going to make this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're one of those people that actually makes it. And like you create things and you use your scissors and your glue and stuff. Like when did you discover that this is something that you wanted to do? I mean, like uh, adults, uh, arts and craft is just, 
an evolution of who I was in kindergarten, basically. Um, I've always liked arts and crafts. I mean, that's just been who I am. And I've had these giant arts and craft drawers my whole life. I remember when I moved to New York, I moved to New York in two suitcases when I was like 23 and I moved into my aunt's house. So I, I had to leave behind like all my craft supplies. And I was like, oh my God, I can't take them with me. And it, it almost felt like a part of me like was missing while I lived there because I didn't have that stuff. Um, I just, you know, it's just, I like to make stuff and I, I just enjoy it. I, it's part of the creative process for me. Um, I'm really creative and I actually, you know, I did my minor in fine arts. So I, I just like art and, and it's just an accessible way for me to create art. Um, sometimes I put a pressure on me like, oh, I should work on a painting. I should work on a drawing or whatever. But I just have a hard time, you know, with life as a whole, like and and having a blog and all that to like really get really deep into that form of an art just because I guess my blog is kind of my art right now. So with DIY and crafting, it, it's that outlet, but in a much kind of easier kind of way, like just recently, my kind of DIY outlet was working on Halloween costumes. And if it was up to me, like, I'd wear costumes every day, but it's not socially acceptable. So uh, <laughs> I'll stick they to just October. something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. My husband would be the first one. I made this Smarties costume for Halloween. And I told my husband, I'm like, oh, we got to go. So when I'm driving, I'm dropping pins on my phone, like on Google, of where colorful walls are at. I'll be like, oh, lavender wall. Oh, <laughs> you sound like me because I take snapshot of the map that I'm on. <laughs> wherever I'm at. I take a snapshot of the map. I'd be like, oh, I like that apartment. And I like take a screenshot of the intersection that I'm in on my phone. And I'll be like, I'll go back to that later because I want to see what that apartment looks like. Yeah, you just have this like collection of like these random places to stop at. like, a, <laughs> And that's what I do. So I had this like place and, and uh, I hate to say this, but a lot of times like like murals and like these colorful walls, they're usually like in sketchier parts, like whatever. So I found them. It's usually in the sketchier <laughs> Yeah, I find like the, a lavender wall in the back of a quickie mark kind of thing. And my husband's like, how did you? find this thing and I'm like I don't know I saw it so I dropped a pin so we go there there's like beer bottles on the ground and stuff from like the party the night before and I walk out putting on like a full body Smarties costume and my husband's like what are you doing? I'm like, this is what you're taking the pictures of today. He's like, oh my God. He's like, I didn't realize you were going to dress up as a, as a roll of candies in public. I was like, sorry, the faster you take the photo, the faster we'll be out of here. Yeah, that's a good sport though. That's awesome. Shout he's, out to your husband. He's super supportive and stuff, but I I mean, I give him credit because the look on his and people are driving by and like staring at me like, what the hell is this lady doing? Mind you, and it's also like at the beginning of October. It's not even near Halloween yet. So people just think I'm nuts. And and he was just like trying to like not look at the people. He's really he's really introverted and shy. So, you know, him just taking photos is a lot for him. So when there's people staring at me in a candy costume, it's just that much harder for him. <laughs> See your husband, super supportive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody awesome. needs the one who will take the shots for you. The one who yeah. gets on the ground, puts the angles up and is like, get it, like the full shot. So shout yeah. out to him. He's been great about it. That's really cool. So what is it that people can look forward to when they visit your blog? So I think, like we just said, like color is always going to be what they can see there. Um, you know, I've put pressure on myself in the past to like, I'm going to do X amount of fashion posts or X amount of, of beauty posts or whatnot. And I have a full-time job outside of my blog, so I can't necessarily commit to that level of content. So I think when you come to my site, you, what you can find is colorful content and content that I am passionate about and I take the time to create. So I might not be posting. I used to post like four posts a week and like, you know, and I just can't do that right now. But if I post twice a month, I really take my time on the posts that I'm putting up. I'm taking my times on the photos, whether it's, you know, editing the photos, taking the photos, if it's video content, like, you know, editing it down and getting, telling the story the way I see it. So just passion and quality basically in a colorful format. Nice. And tell everybody exactly how to find your blog. <laughs> you can find it um, on my, both my blog and my social channels at Pretty in Pigment. I kind of I got the name from the movie Pretty in Pink. But since I like color, it's Pretty in Pigment. <laughs> That's it's so cute. Thank we were you. talking about names like you have to grab onto a name quick. And that is a beautiful like an awesome name. Thank and you. It, and it sounds very inclusive, which I like. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I feel like I am like sitting around at the living room in, in South Florida with just like people I've known my whole life type thing. Yay, you guys have been awesome. We love that. <laughs> That's our goal. <laughs> yeah, it's been a blast.
Thank you so much. We and you will definitely connect yes. outside of this. So we can definitely do some exploring of Seattle ourselves. Things that, you know, maybe you haven't seen that I've seen or maybe things that, you know, that I don't know, different restaurants. We'll definitely connect. That sounds and awesome. Work together. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. And you're welcome back at any time. I'd love it. <laughs> yes, and you, we will support you, girl. Do your thing. Latinas in Seattle from Miami. Boom. And you need to get out here and come visit. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to make it happen. I have to before Marley goes and gets a job in another state somewhere. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my hard to stay here. I'm trying. I'm trying. But thank you again. Asa, Asa, say one more time your name for me. Siley. Siley. I yeah. love it. Thank it's you. such a pretty name. It really is. Grandma picked it. <laughs> See, I just reached out to her and something about me and something about her page and things like that told me like, oh, she's definitely cool. Like, yeah. you know, she's definitely someone you can get some information from. Her content's amazing. So shout out to Sada Sali for joining us. I think that is also really important to highlight when um, you meet people with good energy. And like, I'm very into women who are not afraid of the fact that they may be different. You know how a lot of times women have this insecurity of being different or, or standing out because we have some type of an insecurity about being different. And it's like, I can tell that she embraces the fact that she's different. And I really love that. And I loved her energy for that. And I think that in a in a day right now where everybody's trying to just copy, especially because of social media, like you, everyone feels like they have to be a certain kind of way because that's what social media is kind of directing you to. It's nice to meet a person that likes to be outside the box. This is the girl wearing orange in the middle of December. You know what I'm saying? Like that's dope. That's really dope. That's very dope. Yeah. Like and and that kind of like puts me being that we live in the same place and like I think about that jewelry kind of slow pace grayish kind of thing like girl i don't not every long sleeve has to be black or gray like i can pick up a red or orange uh long sleeve shirt and be okay with it like i can use that and wear it out into the street so that's very comforting and very encouraging and pushes you to just be like just wear something bright or whatever out of the box and make it happen so i love meeting new people and hopefully this opens the door of me meeting even more curators and content creators um because Seattle is a different world when it comes to those things. It's a very different, con like her concept is way outside the box from what the usuals do. So definitely love that. An originator. Absolutely. And if anyone else in the Seattle area or the Miami area or the New York area or the California area or um, the Georgia area or the Texas area, by the way, those are our biggest followings. That's why I mentioned those states. Um, you guys contact us, let us know. We can go ahead and chime you in in the conversation. We'll talk to you. We'll make sure to highlight what you're doing. As you can tell, we really just want to embrace, you know, a people who are creative, people who are doing things to channel what they believe in, and they are creating a positive energy. We really love that here on our podcast. So if you guys want to contact us, please just do at Messy Mondays Podcast, and that is on Instagram and on Twitter, and you can also reach us on our Gmail at Messy Mondays Pod. The reason I'm saying this is because, guys, there's no limitations here. Everything is online and it's virtual, and it doesn't matter in what state you're in. We want to make sure to highlight it because why why limit ourselves? You know what I'm saying? We live in an age of digital. We live in an age of global. We live in an age of connectivity. So let's use it to our advantage, and let's give each other a platform so we can all share some of the great things that we're doing. We also want to embrace women who are different. It, I don't care if you're plus size. I don't care if you have a different look. I don't care if you're super dark skin. I don't care if you're super light skin. I just care that you're a woman that embraces herself and that's doing her thing and that's encouraging other women. Yeah. Why? For sure. And you're supportive of other women. It's, the encouragement is one, but being supportive, you're just a follower of people's blogs. You're just a follower. I have a lot of those people where I just, I follow folks. So if you're just a follower who wants to chime in as well to make any comments, suggestions, or thoughts that we have going on the pod, please do, or leave a comment below at this YouTube that you're watching. Um, Cause we want to hear more from our supporters and those listeners and those who have, um, who have been enjoying the show for a long time. Um, before we wrap up, any new news or anything going on in your world? Um, 
I want to say one of the biggest highlights that I've had recently is that I was able to go to Latina Meetup, um, hashtag Latina Meetup. I learned that this is all over the country, so it may be coming to a city near you. If you have the opportunity to go, guys, go. Like, I met so many amazing women that just showed me that I can continue going forward. Like, I'm always going to networking events, and I'm always trying to enrich my mind somehow and, like, give my brain food and, like, give myself encouragement to kind of get through the battles and the struggles of being a, an adult nowadays. And when I went to this, it was such a beautiful thing. Like, there was so many powerful Latinas in one space. And I'm not saying that they're not powerful women from other cultures, but it's, it feels different when someone looks like you and they're doing their thing, like it does. And we act like it doesn't, but it really feels amazing. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So if you guys don't know, look up Latina Meetup and it's going to come to a city near you. This is actually something that they had just did, I believe, in New York. And now they came down here to Miami and they're going to other cities. I recommend this to check it out. And if it comes to Seattle, you should totally go, Marley. Like, it was oh, dope. for sure. Like, I you definitely just, sign up. Like, you just get to meet. It doesn't cost anything. You just go and you get inspired. And, like, I actually met a really amazing girl that she's probably going to be on the podcast, if not in 2018. In 2019, she will be. Her name is Latinegra. And she's an awesome girl. Awesome I'm girl. I'm excited to hear. I'm excited yeah. to meet. Absolutely. So it's just something that is awesome. And I just recommend to everyone else, go on Meetup, go on Eventbrite. You know what I'm saying? Go on your Facebook events, go and just see what's going on in your communities. Don't just say, oh, I don't have nothing to do. There's nothing to do tonight. I'm so bored. Guys, going to these events are social. You en you enrich your, your soul, your body, and your mind. And you also get giveaways and free stuff. Like <laughs> Like, there's no losing here, guys. Like, go out there. And I encourage every woman, I encourage everyone, every independent person, everyone who just wants to be around positivity and just get encouraged and, and not realize that everyone doesn't make it overnight and hear people's stories. I totally believe that you should start doing those things. So that's my takeaway from the things that I've been. I, I try to stay busy and I try to stay involved. But Latina Meetup was a great experience. Awesome. I'm happy to hear that. And I can't wait to... If they come out here, I'm definitely going to go to experience it. And I'll, I like checking out meetups sometimes and see what's happening. And I have some friends send me some stuff. So that's awesome. Sounds fantastic. And I'm glad you made some meaningful connections with people out there and made those friends. Um, as for myself, I have been in a transition of work-wise and things like that. So I recently actually, and it's not done yet, but I have been working on my personal website for kind of just showcasing like my portfolio and um any work stuff, related things like that, that might get me out there in certain aspects. So MarleyAmaro.com coming soon. <laughs> that is exciting. We're going to debut that on the podcast. I'm so excited. It just, shows some of the, <laughs> it just shows some of the work that I've done. And I've noticed in this current moment of being out there in the market, kind of in search and, and transitioning with work and things like that, you need to be a little bit creative in how you get in front of people's faces and how you put stuff out there. So I definitely created that to be, sometimes I feel my resume doesn't speak as much as my personality is and who I am. So I made a decision to make myself a personal website for work-related things. Um, so that's that. And then that'll hopefully extend into other things and branding ideas. Cause you know, hopefully we make something out of this situation, but and, and then a lot, of, a lot of people right now have lost their jobs, are unemployed, going through transitions, laid off. Guys, we've all been there. And mm -hmm. we, Marley, I know what you're going through. I get it. And trust me, guys, it's going to work out. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. And so that's why that's why it's taking the time into elevating and creating my own things. And I've had some great friends to encourage and push me to keep uh, moving forward. Um, with being creative and continue doing work-related things, like side hustles. And this is always just a lesson that a side hustle is never a bad thing to have because you never know what's going to happen. And so this is the first time ever in my life that I've never had, remember back in like we were 20s, I had like three jobs and going to college at the same time. So first time in a life where I didn't have like multiple things happening. But anyways, um, and also 
I'm still in the works of doing the vision board party. It might be December, it might be January, given how the space looks and things like that. So we'll be on the lookout for that and it'll be on my new website. <laughs> nice, I love it. And I'll also keep you, thank you for reminding me, I didn't even think to mention, we're gonna do another vision board party here in January in Miami. And hopefully we can make sure it coincides with what Marley has going on in Seattle. Um, we will try to always keep you guys informed of different things that we have going on so you guys can join and participate. And shout out to the people who still contact me from the first vision board party that we did. That really means a lot. Thank you so That's much. Awesome. Thank you so much for always, you know, still saying, you know what, well, keep going. And I love the fact that you're determined. And I love that. Like that means a lot more than you would ever think because of the simple fact that you don't have to do that. So that means a lot. So thank you very much. And we're going to keep you updated on anything that's going on on my end, anything that's going on on Marley's end, anything that's going on in Miami or in Seattle. We want to keep you guys informed because how else are you going to be able to hear from two different sides of the country? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very unique place. You guys are literally in our apartments. Like this is literally my bedroom. And, and like, you know what I mean? Like you guys are part of us right now. Shout out to Jasmine G for the paintings. Anyways, um, go ahead and visit us again. Messy Mondays Pod at gmail.com is to email us. Messy Mondays Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find me at lovemarley underscore on Instagram. And you can find Diana at S-H-O-M-I underscore E-N-T. That's S-H-O-M-I underscore E-N-T. Um, thank you for your support. Make sure to follow, subscribe, and tell a friend about it. We are going to be making improvements, changes, and growth as always. And we will keep you up to date as those things happen. Have a good night.